If I told you what that what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan, but today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, but I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us to take a Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Hurling Podcast. This week we chatted to Wexford veteran and Marshallstown Castle Doctor Clubman Mitch Jordan. A squad member in 96, Mitch went on to win a further two Leinster finals at Wexford and play in a massive seven All-Ireland semi-finals, two of which were replays, and was one of our most consistent forwards until his retirement in 2008. And at 44 years of age, he's still turning out for his club. 28 years after his debut. We hope you enjoy our chat with Mitch Jordan. We were obviously doing a bit of research and we were looking up. Your first game was, first championship game anyway, your debut was against Westmead and mm-hmm. Wexford won 6-23 to 1-7, I think. And so we were thinking as a forward, we surely see your name on the score sheet, but we didn't. It's a strange one because I actually played midfield that day. But I'm really sure I got a few points. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought yeah. I did. Eh? Yeah, well, now the Wikipedia is not always the most reliable, and there was oh, yeah. only 21 uh, yeah, no, I think, points I, accounted for. So we were, yeah. we were giving you the other two. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I can't. I mean, it was midfield with, I think it was Liam Dawn, actually. Myself and Liam Dawn. I think it was up in Carlo, uh, as far as I can remember, 95. I think, look. I was hoping, I, I, in my head I had about four or five points to my name, but sure, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but, but look, it was great to, it was great to get the start, that's for sure. I must have got a few then, we probably, our source is probably not, not the best, <laughs> considering they're, they're missing two points, <laughs> at least I've counted for, you know. I uh, should look at, the, um, as long as the team wins, I suppose, that's the, and not to say as long as the team wins. Yeah. So, what was the score in that, 6 well, six twenty was it? Yeah, six twenty three. Yeah. I think we played awfully in the semi-final then. And I think they'd be us by maybe 10 or 12 points in the semi-final. Or it could be more, actually. So, you know, there you go. That's how things go. Was that your, your first year at a minor? No, I tell you, I was, I was 19. 19 years of age. I'd come out of minor. I was born in December, so I always missed kind of the... In GA, as you know, well, no, a December birthday is was a good one. So... I had turned 19 that previous December, so so it was so it was a disaster. So I only had to, I played minor in 90, 93. Yeah, I only played minor for one year in 93. That's what it was just that was it. Yeah, December birthday is an awful one. I was March. I was fairly lucky. Ideal in GA circles. And then um, you obviously starting that year, and the next year, the next year was the main year. We're like most of the lads who we we're talking to about 96. They're all saying. Oh, we only started doing weights. This is where mm. all the serious training came in. Mm. And yeah. like where the, the great structure came in in 96. And it was only going kind to of start in 95. Did you find it like, you, you're a little different because you're like, you're coming in at the start with this great structure. Mm. Was that like yeah. almost a, such a shock to you? Well, it was definitely a shock to me because I'd never come into a structure like it before. I'd, I'd come in from, say, I played minor on the in 93, then... That was it on the 21 then in 
they even played 94, 95, and 21. I don't think I did now. I don't think I did. I think I played 21, 96, and that's different to some degree. But then, yeah, getting Liam Griffin being involved and bringing lads in, and straight away you're into gym work that I'd never done before, and it was structured and and should look as well known in sessions in terms of planning and organisation and the mental side of it and tactics and sure you'd never see anything of that, especially like from intermediate hurling where I was coming from. There was none, never anything of that much really. So, so I was kind of lucky to some degree coming into such a professional outfit, if you want to call it that way. So, so, um, but that was it was great for me like to be somewhat involved in the whole. Um, you know, those those couple of years were great. Like you know, to be fair. Yeah, and did you play much in 95 in the league and stuff? Do you know something I can't even remember, Gary? I might have played a few at the start. I can't, I honestly can't remember. Um, played the first game in 95 and then awfully beat us the next, I don't think I played the next day. No, I, don't, I didn't, didn't even come on the next day uh, against Offaly and sure we got, there was no back door at that time. It was, so we were knocked out. And then this, uh, fairly quickly then we went into during 95 that so we played Marshall we got to the county final that year so we played until about I think that October county, I don't know, that county final went down a bit I think actually in 95 so the intermediate county final so and I joined the Wexford panel then fairly soon after that there wasn't much of a break I think it was straight much into gym work and because I as far as I remember the Wexford team started re- very early in the winter of 95 yeah so, I think yeah. didn't after Claire won the All-Ireland in 95 mm-hmm. Griffin started things fairly yeah. soon after that. He did, yeah, he did, he did, he did. Because we, I remember going into Dominic Kieran's gym in Wexford there, and that, um, and it was even the older guys like George O'Connor and all them guys were saying, "This is, you know, so much different to what they were used to." Yeah. Running around anyone else, but they never, they've never done gym work so early in the season. I've never done gym work before, and then training, you know, in September or October '95 for the previous year, it's unheard of, like really, you know, but. I think, I think Liam probably saw where we had to go and what we had to do if they wanted to get to the top table. So, look, it proved it proved right in the end as well. That's the that's the thing. But it's um, but look, it was great for me to get you know to be invited in and do all that gym work because I remember I think it was my first session in the gym. I was I was barking up with George O'Connor, you know, and she look, George was great. Like she look, imagine a lad nineteen years age like me and seeing George O'Connor on the television and the hero and I mean, partnered up him to do gym gym work, you know. But the disaster was that he was so fit and just a giant of a man. I remember we were doing um, chin-ups in one of the sessions and sure. Uh, I, I barely do one, maybe two. It makes me George gets up to those about 25 or 30 of them. <laughs> and he 30, and George 37 years of age at the time or something like that, like, you know, absolutely make the show away, like, you know, she was just colossal, like, so. Um, that opened your eyes about in terms of fitness and strength, where you had to go, like, when George O'Connor was doing that many... Uh, chin ups and things like that, you know. So, uh, you were paired with him for a reason, ah, maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. No, I don't know if it was actually done on purpose or just to just pan out that way. I can't really remember, but um, he, he was with me anyway for the first couple of nights. But look, George was great for a guy like me, like a young fella like that coming onto the Wexford panel because that time Wex uh, Liam was handling a panel of 30, which was unusual too. Normally, you'd only have the 24, maybe 25, but Liam kind of stayed with the 30 guys. You know, so he was able to play 15 on 15 matches and had his total panel. Now, even for match days, I know for us, it was tough for me on match days because you could only name the 25, I think it was, and toggle 25. 
So there was five of us that were always, um, you, just, you weren't even allowed to talk out at the time. We had to go out to the stand for a lot of games. You know, so that was kind of tough to take too, like to be honest, because you were doing the same training like the rest of the guys and, you know, the, everyone was part of this one panel. Like, so uh, I think there was five of us. There was yourself and Liam Turley was a guy. Who else was it now? I think Joe Kearns and MJ Rick were the same. And who else was it now? Someone Tomas Scott, I think. I think, we, I think we were the five that were kind of uh, caught that way. But you look at that was the, the rules at the time. Would you would you have been disappointed every time? Would you have been... Ah, you would. You would. Ah, look, at we, like, study any, anyone playing, you want to be in the first 15, like. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, you just want to be there, like. and uh, But then you have to be realistic, like, because she's that way the team were good, like, you know. Me trying to break into forwards that time, like, coming from intermediate clubs, say, as such, and you're, you're coming against, like, the story and Tom Lindsay and so, you know, the six forwards that were Larry Murphy and Gary and Billy and Raymond Scallon and... Yeah, you know they were fantastic forwards. Like so, if you're trying to break into them, like Sir Paul Cod was on the panel, and myself, well, there were Roy McCarthy was a forward. I'm trying to think offhand now. I'm going to leave myself some, but so, but you wanted to break in, like and sure, um, uh, look at personally. Sometimes you think, yeah, Jesus, why you had to play, and I should be playing. I think I'm doing this, think I'm doing that, but sure. Now in hindsight, when you're you manage teams and coach different teams, you, you kind of see things differently, and it's it's tough leaving lads out, but sure. You know, that's the way it goes. Like. So you say in that game against Westmead in 95, you reckon you scored four or five points. I think I did and, now. And then in the next game... I dropped. <laughs> you were dropped and weren't playing. Are you yeah. sure he scored four or five points? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had a few knocks on the head over my career, actually. <laughs> so maybe that's contributing to, to something like... Uh, I'd have to, yeah, I tell you. There's a good one now. The, uh, I'd have to... I'd have to um, I might have to check other other sources now and see about that now, but um, maybe I didn't. I can't remember now. So I can't really. I can't. I thought you'd have but you look at there you go. I, would, I suppose if you did score five points, you you would feel fairly hard done by if you weren't playing the next day as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it'd be fairly harsh now. So what? But you look at maybe them the lessons I had to had to take at the time, you know. The, you would have won another twenty one in ninety six, though, yeah. Uh, ninety six. Yeah, we, yeah, we won the Leinster ninety six. I beat in the final. I think on the yeah, final against Galway. And I think that was the week after the Ireland final, so it probably didn't fall. Yeah, I think it was five or six of us, or six of us on the panel, Wexford panels, or the round 21. So it was kind of hard to get, even though you tried to get prepared right and that, but with the celebrations, it was just and trying to get yourself focused and, and that. Like, but um, I was only coming back from an injury. I'd broken my thumb in the semi final, so basically I was only coming back for that game. I, was, I struggled really, I didn't really perform, to be honest with you, because the thumb was, wasn't, I think, only three or four weeks of it. Mending period for it, like it just wasn't like good look. I need that, go. But the um, I think God, we beat us by five or six points, maybe or seven points. We didn't click me play as a unit, didn't click play that well. I don't think now on the day we probably left it come up behind us, but you did, go. How just, did the week of preparation go? <laughs> when, <it didn't> go <laughs> like, <laughs> when did you when did you meet up? <laughs> well, I tell you, this is a strange one. I was actually doing an, an exam for college as well. I think it was that Monday, that Tuesday, or something after the or in fine as well. Oh. Well, we probably met that Tuesday or Wednesday night, maybe. But you look at the reality is we're all having bottles and enjoying ourselves that Sunday. Should we still enjoy? Obviously, we still up to Sunday night. The news on Ireland winning team said, up. Oh, we came back to Monday with the celebrations. And I think, yeah, I think I had an exam on the Tuesday or something like that. I, have, I got through it, but I didn't go <laughs> prep for that either. So I didn't, but I got through it. And I think probably the Wednesday, then we probably 
me help. I just can't, I, I honestly got, I can't remember now. Yeah. But uh, that was difficult, I suppose, because with the celebrations and emails. But I'd imagine the last that weren't on the senior panel, I imagine they were celebrating as well, to some degree, I'd imagine. So, but look at it. Still, it was a good achievement for us. We hadn't won a Leinster's uh, final in 2021 since, I think it was the 80s, was it? Like, I could be wrong there, but I think it was the 80s. So, we got a real buzz off the senior team winning, and that drove helped the under-21s, you know, to kind of progress as well. So, there should be a good few battles. I think we played awfully down in Mexico Park and Kilkenny. I think we played both lads, both teams in Mexico Park, actually, on the way to that to that um, victory. So, it was, oh, it was it was great now. It was a great couple of months, to be fair. You weren't on the Wexford win Leinster again in 97? Yeah, 97 again. I missed out, yeah. So, I would be in 21 that December. So, it was a pity. But, sure. The, um, yeah, they did. They went on to win Leinster. I think it was two in a row. So, you know, how well, far they got now? I think it got to the final again. I think, but look, it was a great couple of years there for Wexford and, and both grades on 21 and senior. Obviously, probably not as good as in the minor, but on 21 senior were two great years now. And did you, you think, like, from 96, it would have been 20 in 96, yeah, winning the All Ireland? Did you kind of think this is what it's going to be like now for the next couple of years and there's going to be great success and you're going to get yourself into the team soon enough yeah. and there'll be more All Irelands and all? Yeah, you were hoping it would be that that way. To be honest with you, you were hoping it, and you know, sensing that if he, the training was tough and but it was enjoyable and everything was going well, and you thought, yeah, this is going to teams. Like '96 team, I know there was a couple of elderly guys in their late thirties, and then there was a bunch in their early. They say that just coming on to thirty, and then there was a bunch of young fellas. So there was a good blend of everything there, and you'd be hoping, yeah, look at you'd hoping you'd experience it again, the whole thing. Um, like ninety seven, we were probably disappointed we didn't go on to um even contend our in final, like you know, we got caught in the semi final and um and then sure ninety eight we were going well again. Johnny Dooley going the last and there was no no back door, so and then the team started to lot it was good lot of retirements around I think Martin and Tom Lynch might retired around that time as well. So a lot of the main say of ninety sixteen was starting to retire and then there was trying to rebuild. I think it was a rebuilding process because I think 16 probably was going from 93. We're starting to build. They were very close to 93 and that. So so there was a building process. So um, 99, 2000 were disappointing. Yeah, it was a couple of disappointing, very disappointing years now. Even though we trained, I thought the train was equally as hard as the 96 at the time, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know now. Maybe it wasn't, but um, I thought the level of effort was still being put in. Like, and yeah, you'd be hoping, you would have been hoping for you can tend a couple more in finals, but you look at there you go, that's just the way it goes, you know. Yeah. When would you have broke onto the team as a more regular starter? I started ninety seven championship, I think. I did start, yeah, against Offley. And then for the I think Rory McCarthy was injured and I was started and said to him and then he came back, I think, and he came on he started the Leicester final and then uh, I think they didn't come on for I didn't even come on for the Leicester final and then I guess Tipperary the semi-final I didn't start, but came on at halftime, I think, after that game. 90, I started in 98. So I started, well, I was starting, maybe, maybe, maybe this is telling me something, maybe it was so, as, as Ben said before, maybe I started in 98, and then she got knocked out, that was the whole year gone. And I think I started every chap in 99, I started, but the game we were knocked out in the first round. Yeah. In 2000, we were, I think we were knocked out in the first round again. I think I started that game as well. So there's five years gone, before you know, like five seasons gone, and in nearly five games. Yeah, in nearly five games, like so. And then 2001 was probably the first year I got a long spell of games. It was the, did we get, we came through the back door reasonably good that year, actually got to semi final. 
Yeah, because we go over the first round. That's why we beat Nuffley, I think it was in the first round. If you can, kind of, I'd say if you can, I don't know if they beat us fairly handy in the final. They probably did, I can't remember my plan. But then we got a run in the back door, which was the first time we hadn't to that point. Like so. Yeah. Actually, I think it was Leash in the Leinster semi final. Yeah. And then Kilkenny has Tony Dempsey put it mauled is in the Leinster final and he'd mentioned that he had been kind of more loyal to the 96 crew and he'd been kind of thinking of trying to keep them together and thinking there was something going to be something special with that group but yeah. after the mauling against Kilkenny he needed to freshen things up a bit Now that you say that no, it does it does because it was a, I think Roy Mallon came onto the team Dr Connor came there was a chap called Trevor Kelly from one year came onto it Nicky Lambert Nicky Lambert yeah Nicky Lambert did yeah, he was come forward. Yeah, they, they did actually change the change of bringing guys new blood into it and new blood into it. So, and maybe that gave us a bit of a spurt we needed. And I thought we were very close in 2001. We weren't too far off it coming into this quarter final because I think we had Limerick, I think, in 2001 and then Antrim and then what and then Tipperary, two games against Tipperary then. So, but I think sometimes with the because we got plenty of games that year, that was about four, that was six games. Like I was saying, I played, played five in five years and I played six in one year. So I think that helped, helped Brexit to, you see the lads nowadays as well, but the games, it does bring you on massively, like, yeah. when you have those games, you know. Was that year, the year you, like, you, I think you played a lot as, as a midfielder at the start, did you? And then, was uh, it 2 one they kind of moved you forwards more so? Yeah, yeah, I tell you, I think, I actually think I played a bit in the league, wing back, actually. Like any forward, sometimes it just doesn't work for you, so... I think I might have played a few games being back, but I never I remember Liam Dunn giving me a ball come on day, alright. But wasting the ball as a forward, I just got the ball drilled it anywhere. <laughs> Liam gave me a right lesson of what the bird I should be putting out. I, I, I should have known that obviously it'd been a forward. So I think I played in the backs, being back a few league matches, and then uh, midfield. I think, I think I might have played midfield actually, yeah, for the semi final and final that year. And then I think I went back into the forward. I went obviously then went back into the forward for the the Limerick match in that, I think, yeah. So, so, so maybe that works sometimes, you know, if you take, if you especially as a forward, if it's just not working for you, being taken out and put someplace else and kind of maybe appreciate going back into the forest then or you, you know, you just take your own, or take it, take it, take your own that mindset and try something different. And probably that year, it probably did work for me a bit because I kind of got refreshed a bit and, and I think I had kind of a reasonably good end to the year apart from the indiscretion in the, <laughs> in the very match. But um, I always enjoyed the forwards better, to be fair. But to look at, I was happy enough. If it was good to get a jersey, just play it wherever you had to play. And that was the thing, you know. Yeah. You did score the equalising point in the, the drawn game. That's, that was one, one good thing, anyway. <laughs> we didn't get 30 seconds more just to end that series <laughs> of games with Tipperary after what happened in the second game. But the, um, yeah, look, at I think the first day, uh, had a reasonable game, I think, in the first day. Uh, and um, I was happy enough. No, sometimes you, you know yourself are happy enough. And I think we had a chance near the end. I think Paul caught us. We had a free or something. The ref blew it up. And it was crazy. And I think it was 30 seconds left on the clock. And Paul, being such a good free taker, would probably imagine it's not over. But that sounds like sour grapes here, you know. But you look at, we got the draw. And then the, show, the next day then, it was seven days later, it was a miserable day in Pro Park. And we um, had a few indiscretions that day. Yeah, was, we looked at, I looked at that today now. Yeah. With that the red card against Tip in the John in the replay. A lot of people said he just fell over my hurley senior. Didn't look like it to me now. <laughs> <laughs>
I was trying to figure out what you were trying to do. I still, I'm, I haven't seen that much now, but I've, I've seen it on probably YouTube or something. Lads have sent it to me, and <laughs> they've always said, "What were you trying to do? What were you trying to do that day?" But you look at, I was probably just looking red mist, rush of blood, whatever you want to call it. it was, it was a ridiculous challenge, really, you know. So it was, but the um, yeah, it was, it was, it was actually with that get game where we were charged up and. And I remember coming up that game. It was after between the the few days between the matches, and we were kind of really charged up for this replay. We wanted to perform so well because we wanted to get to the next step. And um, sometimes look at the, the emotion get too much a bit. Like so, I think it was after getting a few digs off the ball during that game. But that was probably annoying. I was a board, it probably does annoy. And uh, and then seeing Liam and that and that, I you know, I was gone well with Liam Don and that drove kind of a bit of red mist into me. <laughs> Just pure frustration. Ah, pure frustration as was that was the thing, and there's a real good funny story about that thing. Now I don't know if you should tell it or not. It's it, you probably heard it actually about half time in that game. No, no, no. I think oh, it's right. Actually, I might as well say it now. Should, I hope Tony this about mine now. I do say it actually because it's within the confine. But it's actually it's actually Liam kind of broke out in his book a bit actually. Sure, at half time because I got sent off. Liam got sent off and so quickly, and I think it was only about a minute later. I was gone, and see. I went straight across the field, so I was nearly in the dugout before even Liam done, because I think Liam went at the back of the ball and walked in. But so we were sitting there, and Liam didn't know what was going on, and so we were kind of, you know, you were sitting with your hands in your head like this. So we didn't have time. I think we were probably six or seven times down. We had been playing well, but we knew we could probably win it, like. But like, you just want to hide yourself, like, and pack up your bag and go. If you're feeling so bad about letting the team down, you know. But um, look, at the guys were great. The lads came over and said, look, we battle on. Look at these things happen. You're not the first fellow against so often. Loads of fellas would have got happening in their day, you know. But um, but with all the commotion, Tony probably didn't realise it happened so quickly, you know. So Tony was trying to get the thing organised. So we went into the, I think Bobart, you probably know the lads, he went to the warm-up area, you know. So he said, come on, lads, come into the warm-up area. We get settled and get going again. But I was sitting down in the in the dress room. I didn't want to go in. And I asked her, come on in. I said, no, no, I'm not going in. Tony said, what's wrong with you? Will you come on, will you? Come on. Get ready for the next half, you know. So uh, so I went in along. And we were all sitting that or standing up and around in a circle. like, And uh, and Tony was laying up what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Fantastic, like, you know, brilliant. And um, and it's like Ben, you said, I got the John score in the last game, you know. And she next minute, Tony turns around to me and goes, Mitch. You're the man. You're going to do it first. You got the last one the last one. Now get out there and do it again. Get out there and do it again. And um, I think Fitchy was beside me and he started nudging me. Fitchy was starting nudging me going, Jesus, what's going on here? Like, So Tony was saying, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And um, so then um, I said, Tony, Jesus, Tony, I'm actually being sent off. And Tony goes, oh, Jesus. He says, oh, no. You didn't realize it at all. So the whole game plan had kind of out the window like so it was one of those it was funny but not funny at the time <laughs> not really funny not really funny but you look at that's the way that's the way these things happen you know uh, so it is but you look at I, th- I think so, I might have missed it at the time too I remember I think it was my first ever match in premium and I was in premium in the canal end and I think after Liam got sent off I ran inside to look at the replay on the telly yeah. and came back out and try didn't even know that you wouldn't know that it happened so quickly. And like, see, fairness of the management day, when Link got sent off, they were probably sitting down going, We're going to arrange things and blah, blah. And next minute, sure, but the commotion, like, it did happen so quickly. I think it was only about 30 seconds later, like, so you can understand why you would miss something, like, you know. Yeah. 
um, but um, but look at it. It's, when we meet up and when we meet up now with the Wexford boys, what and off we have this. We always have a chuckle at that kind of a <laughs> thing, like you know. Always laugh about now, like as boys laugh about now. Do you reckon that the tip lads were were digging at you because you had you were a marked man, like you had such a good game in the John game? Maybe said we have to stop this fella. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think I performed that well now in the in the no. first game that they were actually thinking of me as a marked man. I wouldn't have thought that. No, I'd say look at it was just general. I look at sure, look at anytime you score a few points and your opposition the next day don't want you. You know that's their job to stop you from playing and sure. And it was a wet day and sure challenges were late and going in and blah blah. Like I don't think it was necessarily an intentional man marking job or anything that like. But um, look at. It's just one of those things. It's just like anything. If a forward is on form, you just want to frustrate him, and so that's what they did to me. And I fell into the trap of retaliating. You know, probably a quiet year then in uh, in R two. I think we ran Kenny fairly close then in the semi-final. On the final that year, I think it was close. Uh, I think we might have been only a couple of points in it. I nearly ran job again from this, but we thought we were kind of coming, competing, and starting to develop. Team again of his own, you know, the lot of well, there was still a few of the 96, but there's a good lot retired from it. We're starting to build again. We thought after 2001, probably we were nearly there. And like Tipperary went on to win that 2001, so we thought maybe 2002 we could get back. But you ran into a Kenny juggernaut because they were in the process of starting their great run of all Ireland's and then like so we kind of met them, you know, maybe at the wrong time at some degree because. And then we, I think we played clear, didn't we? We played yeah, there was only two points in the Leinster final. It was 19 points to 17. Yeah, it was a four game left, yeah. Beating Dublin in the semi final, but then the qualifiers against Clare didn't go so well. No, I think we got rightly hammered that day, I think, as far as I can remember. I don't think it was a good day. And we had put a lot into the Kenny game and we targeted that to try and win. Obviously, you try and always try and win it the whole time, but I think we played Clare about the following Saturday. I'm not sure. I think it was very quick turnaround. I think we were a bit fatigued still. I think the energy was going out with the legs a bit. If we had had maybe got a bit more time, not saying we would have beaten them, but if we got a bit more time maybe to prepare and recharge, because after Clanky Kenny, it's always t- Clanky Kenny always takes so much out of you. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually, it was the 12th of July and the Leinster final had been on the 7th of July. Yeah, you were five days, so. Five days turnaround. Five days turnaround, so. But look, at Clare played. Well on the day we didn't, so they deserved to win it. That was it. Like so, yeah, that was this point in two thousand two that we didn't really kick on from two thousand one. So again, we were kind of inconsistent, and there was a lot of talk about these guys can't consistently put games back together in a row and year and year kind of a job. So that was disappointing to be fair. To be fair now, they weren't bad either. I think they got to the final that year. Yeah, they were. Right. No, they were going. They had a solid enough team. I think the loans were still playing. They were, they were probably on their last, coming to the last of it as well, like, but they were solid enough. As you're saying, when they got to the Ireland final, and look at today, they were a good team. So they played the Ireland final, they were obviously progressing well, like, but yeah, look, we didn't perform, but today, but that's it, and it's disappointing now. Oh, three then was probably another good year. Well, two drawn, two games against Cork. Yeah, so one we, particular good game. Yeah, John Conran took over the year. I think John Conran took over the team that year, actually, 2003. So again, there was a lot more to be, I think that was, did the Jacobs come onto the team that year and that, there was a whole influx of young blood again, came into the more lads, came into the team, 2003. Um, yeah, look at the semi-finals in Cork. This was, that was a great atmosphere up there, that, those those days, like, in fairness, the Wicks crowd off, that good support, and it was brilliant, like, and, the, and that, like, the, the first day, we probably left it behind us. 
I think everyone would probably say that we played really well that day. Everything went kind of went for us, clicked for us, everything was good. And we just had a spell in this second half, as far as I can remember, that we just probably the level dropped a bit the court. I think we were maybe up by six or seven points and then well they had a, I think it was a ten point swing or something like that, which was disappointing. I mean that in about ten minutes spell, I think they got a ten or twelve minute spell, they got this massive run on us. And it looked like they were going to clean us off the bar. But the first the lads, the team to win and came back to get the draw and should look at Rory's famous goal and that shirt's it was fantastic and uh, what a finish like to be fair. You didn't get you didn't do too bad yourself either. One, two or something, was it? I think it was a goal in three points. I was surprised myself though. I tell you I should have had more really, because on that day just everything was going falling for you know, sometimes fall for you and the ball was falling for you and right and everything you hit was really going over. It was just one of those days and probably should have had more. I think I had one chance in the second half and it was straight through and I thought I caught it twice and I meant to hit it the hurdle and it dropped short and I'd only caught it the once, would you believe? And I could have kept on going and and then we see spawn margin to draw a match, maybe up one extra point that could have been a difference, like you know. But the um, but look at yeah, it was satisfaction. Personal wise, it was very satisfying on the day. Like to perform so well, and and um, but look at you still want to be winning, you know. You would uh, like put this way if I got a few points and we went on to win that match, it would be better all around, you know. Because it would be nice to be playing the Ireland final. That would have been lovely, you know. But again. Um, we just fell short just fell short again you know you would have had a good few um, semi-final losses over your career yeah, I don't have a great record in semi-finals <laughs> apart from 96 so I was on the 96 or 97 we um, 97 got beaten so I was on the team in 2001 the two 2003 the two semi 2004 semi-final and I think before I retired I think it was 2006 or 7 we were in the semi-final as well we got beaten in them all. I think it was a very poor record. So it is. Maybe I was a the team. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's probably a time that's looked back on worse than it actually was, seeing as Wexford were always competing. They were getting to the semi finals every now and like every mm-hmm. few years. Like, so it was like, there was a lot grimmer times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say, look, you always, you always rated on who wins our final and medals and cups and, we probably didn't on some on less of final day we probably didn't perform and then we kind of turned things around and got there. But look and get this I still thought we were in the top four or five teams in the country. Definitely well obviously getting some in the top four, but we felt we felt we weren't too far off it. It's just that we came in front of a car team that was starting out uh, and they're a big run and winning so many Ireland's they win that round that time, two or three did uh, Kenny then that took an off Kenny uh, came then that time and they won five or six, whatever it is, seven or whatever it is around that time, so, or eight. But then, you know, if you're in semi-finals, you're in the top four in the country, so they go, like, and, which was good, like, it's just that we didn't finish them off, that's the disappointing thing, we just didn't finish them off, but the, um, but look at, I know there was a barren spell in the, in the, in the early noughties, that was, um, uh, we were struggling a bit, like, but, and you would have probably loved to just even get to a semi-final, you know, so, but look, it's all about, at the end of the day, you, you want to get to finals, you want to win them, and that's what it's about, but sure. I can't complain too much. In 04 then, uh, there was obviously that uh, trying to get the tactics to beat Kenny that day. And I think it was, was it down in Ferry Carrick where they had the meeting mm-hmm. where Fenlon and Fitzhenry yeah. and all devised the plan. Were you, see, were you seen as a senior figure involved in devising the plan? Well, it, as far as I remember, we had, everyone, had a good, everyone had a good input into it. Like, and I suppose I was, 
there's in 95, so there was going to be 10 seasons. So, yeah, I would have, because I've been forward, I would have known what I wanted and what, what kind of ball I needed. And look, at the time, Rex, we weren't blessed. We didn't have, what was that, memory, 5 foot 10. We had no 6 foot 2, 3 foot 3 powerhouse forwards. We just didn't have them. Like, like we had, look, if you want to say, the nippy forwards, yourself and the Jacobs and Sorori was nippy and who else was there at that time? Larry Murphy was still on the goal, even though Larry's probably the tallest of the lot. We just didn't have the a guy that was going to catch every puck out or be a you know like a Patrick Bonner Mar that was going to get the ball and clean two fellas out and lay it off. We just didn't have that type of player at the time, so we had to adjust and kind of felt if we just play our normal game against Kilkenny White, we seem to be all playing the normal game and it's not working for us. So we, so we felt why don't we change and see can we change and see can we do something different? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you changed and tried to do something different. So we kind of worked out that if we can cross the ball from side to side, ice and uh, low, hard, quick ball, first time as quick as you can. I know nowadays that would be a disaster, but um, we knew that we could isolate maybe Kikenny's lines. It's not needed, they were not individual guys, but Kikenny loved. I remember I think like Kenny, their full back line used to be always shouting to their half back line to come back. So they were squeezing the space. And so there's no ball, no room to run into. They wanted the two lines close together. So I always get to say to the lads, if we could isolate, move the their half backs out a bit, mate, and leave loads great space inside and play low cross field ball to that space that we might be able to run on, you know, they might be forward or could get onto it and cause something. So it kind of worked out that way. That's so what we said we'd go that route and sure look at we nearly got picked on the day it worked, but we just barely got through the line. But look, it still, it was, uh, Tabiki in that time was a great, look, you always benchmark yourself. Kenny had been so dominant that he liked to be beating them and, and that, you know. So um, I don't think we had beaten since 97, was it? Yeah, so obviously 97, so that's seven years. So it was nice to get one over. I'm like, look at your, it's, you, can, you see the video of Mick Jacob and the Finland, Adrian Sailing, Mick Jacob and the goal shirts. Just a great way to finish match, you know. To be fair, so so the um, so look, it was, it was great. But look, we knew it was only semi final. We had to go the next step to try and regain the Leinster. And like we against Offaly, we didn't um, we did well, but we just barely got over the line in that game as well. Like so, but look, we were happy to get the list. Like winning us, winning Leinster as a group was a major step to, for us because we, you know you don't want to play your home career losing semi finals the whole thing. Look, and getting silver is, is what's about like. It's Henry probably uh, probably saved that Leinster final, really. I did yesterday. Sure. Okay, he was saving for a lot of games that we would have played, to be fair. Paul Carley got a goal, and Damien created a lot of usual fantastic saves and that. like. So, the, But look, what you needed a bit of luck on the day, too. Like anything, look at, you know, we remember teams, we all remember teams in the 80s and 90s played well, and, and should have won Leinster's maybe an expert then. They played well and didn't win them. And on that particular day, we just we probably barely scraped through, but you look at there seemed to be a bit of complacency kind of thinking that it was after beating Kilkenny that that semi-final was nearly the Leinster final. Like. But I tell you, the, the supporters thought that, that's for sure, because even though there wasn't a big crowd at the Leinster semi-final, I can remember all the people came in on the pitch. It was like, yeah. you know, like and they were picking you up and we were trying to get off the pitch to be honest with you, but they were, you, know, you picked you up on your shoulders to say, this is brilliant. Like, But like, I can understand supporters beating Kenny, hadn't beat them in seven years and then all of a sudden you beat him and um, and especially so dramatic that it was it, it, it was like a Northern final win like but yeah as a as a team we put that over heads and you know you would go into Williams final trying you know prepared right and ready to go ahead like but but sure awfully probably looked at it go just Kenny gone. Yeah <laughs> uh, we always can Jesse Kenny gone out but 
you know, they probably didn't fear Wexford to be fair. You know, they've obviously had a good record against us, like so. Yeah, if, if they're um, going to pick someone to play in the Leinster final. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, like, you know, this is it, like, they were probably, oh, this is fantastic. And they're probably thinking, oh, God, but Wexford are doing us a favour here as well, because maybe Wexford will fall into that tra- usual trap of getting cocky and, and that, like, so, um, like, I think there's only two points in that Leinster final, like, I can't remember now exactly, but uh, it was very close, I think, so we were just delighted to beat the, you know, beat the Kenny and Offie in the one year was, it was obviously the first time since 97 that they had done it, like, so... That was a major step for us, like. Yeah, I think it was four. It was two twelve to one eleven. Was it? Two twelve to one eleven. Yeah. What did What did Mitch get, Gary? I didn't. I tell you, I had a. I had to go off. I tell you this now because if you're in business, I, I went off. I pulled me calf muscle the week before the Leinster final. Would you believe it? And they started me, but I think I went off about ten minutes. I was the calf muscle. It went in the warm up, so I did. So I couldn't barely walk. That's the truth. How frustrating is that to have to go off and oh, I should look at and I tell you I shouldn't have now in hindsight sure I see it there now with lads coaching lads and you'd be saying but you want to play see there's the final day you want to play and sure in the warm up I got him off and you know yourself get a dart oh the dart of pain was terrible like but so he didn't want to say it but look at I was being selfish I should have said it I should have yeah, yeah. it's gone I think it was gone it's impossible to I know myself you can't no you can't do it look at you don't want to do it unless the final day should look at you want to get walking around and you convince yourself that you're okay. I think you can go on and adrenaline, but it doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. As even someone after the game said to me, we go okay because I could see you hobbling around the parade. I just watched my calf muscle went. I was hobbling, sure. I was limping around. So I should probably shouldn't have, like, for sure. I didn't say no favors because I had to come off. Yeah. Come off, like, you know. So it is. But look, at that's, it was selfish on my part to try and play it, to be honest with you. I'd say every player would do it in my situation. You just want to play, you know. But, but then he got three points in the semi final against Kilkenny. And the reason we not game against Kilkenny, I think, in the final. Oh, semi final. In wing, wing or corner? In the semi, I tell you, it was on, I think it was corner. I was corner forward on JJ Delaney, I think, as far as I can remember. Three points off JJ. Not bad. But Where did you prefer? Corner, actually. I always preferred the corner. Yeah. I don't think I had the engine for wing forward, to be honest with you. No, I always preferred the corner. So I did. But then, it's like anything. If, if, the corner, the corner could be the worst place to be sometimes. Then, if it's if it's not going your way, up, as I found out some yeah. lot of times actually, that if it's not going to, you're always you always get the curly finger fairly quickly. You're the first person if you're in the corner, even if it's yeah. because yeah. you're eating too much. It's the corner forward whose fault it is. They always sacrifice, but you're. Um, but yeah, look. But after the final, I knew then in the semi final, if I got the chance again, I had to step it up again because after the Lisa final, after I wasn't ready. Playing with a normal game, um, even though I think Cork fairly hammered us to semi final, didn't I? I can't remember now. Yeah, they did. They did yeah. <laughs> Why do you think, say, there was a serious game plan devised to, to beat Kilkenny mm. and then against Offaly and against Cork, then it seemed to just, oh, let's just play the way we, we used to play? Yeah. Why was it not like, well, if this particular game plan worked against Kenny, why you want to work against other teams? Yeah. Why was yeah. it not continued? Yeah, it's a strange one. Maybe look at maybe the management thought we do something different again for the list of final and and that. But I think we should always get Kenny if we play a certain way like we did. Those our players, I thought more. This idea of just lobbing ball and hitting ball or, you know, that style of win your own ball at all costs kind of a thing. Um I don't think we had the players physicality wise to, to do that like so 
I don't understand. I would have hoped they would have kind of kept the team going the same way. Like, um, or maybe the other teams didn't allow us to do it the, the, the second time or third time. But I would have thought that was a good plan or the good strategy. If it worked against Kenny, why wouldn't it work against other teams? But look, maybe when you put under pressure in the games, when you put under pressure in games, sometimes these plans go out the window and maybe lads, you know, come away from the plan and say, well, God, I'm, I'm, I'm this is not working for me. Maybe I'll do my own thing and get on the ball and. There could be a selfish element to it sometimes, you know, yourself. Look, we've all done it. Rather than playing for the team, something you play a selfish game for yourself, but obviously it doesn't, it, that, that doesn't work. We obviously know that. So it is. But um, yeah, look at other management teams. Under management came in then, and I suppose they had their style, what way they wanted to do it. That's just the way it is. And you, do you always want players dictating how things should be played? Maybe not. Like, I don't know. But that's, the, that's the joys of management. I suppose management have their own. Way they want to do the team, do the, do the, play the tape, play the game. So you just have to go with that. Come, come back to 2003, just before I forget. You passed the ball to Rory mm. for the goal against Cork, the leveller. Was there any uh, thoughts about going, going yourself? No, there wasn't actually because I, tell you, um, I knew we had to get a goal and I was about, I think I was probably about 40 yards from goal at the time. I can't remember now. And so you look at it, I wouldn't have got him to get a goal. I'd say that's it. It was just, I don't know how it just look. It just was probably just the way it was. Roy, I looked up. Roy was there. And he was like he wasn't in a fantastic position, but I kind of said even nearer to the goal than I was, and we needed the ball last chance. So I, I didn't bother. It didn't bother me. I was talking my game. I didn't mind handing out the ball to someone if they were in a better position. So look, when Roy got it, I kind of said to myself, Jesus, it's going to be like he wasn't. It wasn't a great position, but he was the only fella that was advanced and he was free at the time to, yeah. to the shot. So. Look at how he got that goal. I don't know. It was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Like just the whole thing, the the puck out came down. You just got on on the break. It broke through, and you just were straight onto it. Got it and laid it off to Rory. Tight it's, angle. It's, it's it was strange because tell the I think I was on the far corner. He was playing the far corner. It was my position, and it was the last book. So I said, I'm just going to run across the field and see what happens. Because it was it was it time was up nearly. I think like yeah. I think a cork fella pulled on the ball, and it just. He kind of went skewed that way. I don't know why he went skewed out that way. And I ran onto it. And then sure, they had all their defenders had kind of gone up this way a bit. I don't know how it worked out. And then Rory, how Rory had got so advanced from the book up, because I think he was midfield probably. So he must just ran, he just made, he must just made a run. Uh, I, I haven't looked at it. I may look back at it. I have, he must have made a run from midfield just into the football line just to see what would happen. He must have like, I'm sure worked out for him. I'm sure it was, um, it was great. Like, you know, but like the whole excitement, the whole, I think it was a big crowd that day at that match. And and there was, uh, I, I was in the hill end. It was oh, magical. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like It was fantastic. Like Another draw and sort of excitement was good. And sure, we thought, yeah, look, we had, we could really go do this because we haven't played so well. Like, the first day, we thought, why can't we do it again? Like, you know? Yeah. But um, God, I think the second day was a disaster. I can't remember now. It wasn't great now. <laughs> it was a disaster. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember. I wouldn't even remember the the, the score of it. I mean, no, I honestly got a count. And you haven't looked back over that goal. I only saw it. I tell you, it was played recently. I think on YouTube or something. I think maybe Adrian or someone. Someone one of the lads said text me and said that goal was all. I think it got both best goal of that year or something like Rory McCarthy or something like that. So I think it was on YouTube or something. That's how I'd seen it. But yeah, oh, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily look back at matches. To be honest, I don't look back. No, I don't look at matches actually. If only if you come on Team G or RT or something, but other than that, I don't. Yeah, yeah. 
you don't watch YouTube clips of yourself scoring points before you go to bed every night. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, though, I don't think there's a whole lot of YouTube clips of me scoring points. It's maybe a, a two-minute clip, probably. <laughs> That's probably about it. I looked at one the other day. There's one of the in the Leinster final in '05. There's one of you. I'm not sure how you go around, but you scored off the hurl. Oh, the magical point. Pure class. You don't remember that, no? Maybe last year, that was pure class. That was the, it's not that often my name on pure class is in the one sentence. If I remember that, 2005. You got the ball, came out, looped around the Kilkenny man and put the ball, you caught it twice, so you just had the ball on the hurl and struck it over the bar from, from the sideline nearly. I did see it. I, I tell you now, the reason I did see it, there's a guy, Willie Redmond, from screen, little hippie things as well. So I think he sent it to me, actually, yeah. I would love to have a few more of those kind of clips, but no, unfortunately not. I'll have to get on to Morris, Morris Walsh. He does YouTube clips of, he likes a YouTube video of some, some oh, right. GA player. Oh, right, yeah, no. I don't know him at all, no. We'll get on to him for you. Mar- Morris Walsh Photography. Okay, thanks. It's a, I don't want a nightmare clip now, right? Especially in 2001, I don't want to see that now, that's for sure. <laughs> We'll probably, probably start off with a few scores and then finish with the red card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a good bit of slag about that now. I still get the slag about it. Yeah. But I tell you what was, there was a, one of the photographers obviously took a picture. Pat Horn, he his name, was Moffley. He was the referee today. He was, yeah. And sure, when I went old, I was pleading the instance, obviously. But I went out like that with me, arms out like this, like, you know, pleading him. Like, and a, a cameraman must took a picture from behind. And I had an uncle of mine uh, said, me, oh, God, it's like, it was like the crucifix, he says. You had your arms like that and uh, bleeding like that's in the referee. And he was, he was giving me a right, right slagging about it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but like, Pat, strange, because I said to Pat Horn, oh, Pat, you know, the horn fell out my hand kind of job, you know. And, um, and uh, the great fella, she fell down like it wasn't that bad. And Pat says to me, Mitch, I have enough of you today now. You're at it all day. He says this to me, you know. This is crazy. Well, you must have confused me with someone else. <laughs> you know, like this, like, he kind of had his, in his head, I was up in pulling on lads all day. I don't know why he had that now. What could have had a, I think, had a yellow helmet that time or blue helmet? Maybe he thought it was someone else now, like, I don't know. If you had the yellow helmet, who was mistaken for Rory McCarthy, was he? <laughs> was Rory pulling on lads? There's no dirty strokes in Rory now, to be fair. <laughs> I'm trying to think who would have done a dirty stroke at the time. I would not say, I would not say. <laughs> But like the Liam Dunn one and Brian Amaro, like that's two yellow cards all day long, really. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed, though, I tell you, because we had to go up to the disciplinary, that time, I boom still done, you had to go up to the disciplinary panel up in Crow Park the next week, I think it was. I think it was on that Tuesday night, I had to go up on Wednesday night. Myself, uh, Seamus Howland, God rest him, was the chairman at the time, and he, I'd bring, I'd pick two of his up lads, myself and Liam, and he walk along. And on Scotland, I think there was a big campaign. I'm, um, well, I had a fair idea because mine was straight red. But the, the last straight red as well, was it? Liam? Lads were straight reds, yeah. yeah. But I kind of felt that mine was, wasn't going to be overturned. It was just going to be red card. There was no question it was going to be, what's it called, null and voided. But they kind of felt that maybe Liam's and Brenda's Mars could have, it might, that might go back to a yellow or something like So on Scotland, myself and Liam said at the time, look, should we get trained and hit Brian Mara here because because it was a replay, I think it was only three weeks to the Ireland final, I think. And a month has been, a red card would have been four, four weeks. So if he got, if his red card stood, he would have missed the Ireland final. Yeah. So we did that. We try and plead the case for him. So we did go in. I remember going to find we pleaded the case for Brian that we wouldn't, I wouldn't object to mine and would go easy on Brian Marlin. Because look, you might never, look at, if it was me, 
he might never get a chance to play in Ireland final, and he didn't after actually. Yeah. So we kind of said, well, give the man a chance. I think it's kind of tough to get a red card as a final, and especially if they have to and a replay one as well. There's only three weeks then, and they give you a red card as four weeks. Like it's yeah. tough that way. Like I would have thought, okay, if you get a red card, people say you deserve it. You take your punishment, but I would have liked you to look and go for, okay. We let you play your own final, but maybe save your suspension to next year, the first match in championship next year or something. Like, you know, a special okay, you know, a special months off Ireland final. You might never play it again. Sure, look at Brian Mara, never play an Ireland final again. Yeah, yeah. So I would like that kind of an idea. Now maybe the opposition team would, if they were gave it an advantage and you know whatever. But um, look, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just um, too nice about the team. But especially an Ireland final, I think it's very yeah. tough. Yeah, it was something. rejected, wasn't it? Was rejected, yeah, and because I think even the newspaper at the time had a big free Brian O'Mara or something like that. Yeah, running on the papers had it to let see could they give you suspension for three weeks say, rather than four weeks. But no, they said four weeks, and that was it. Like, so I thought it was hard. I thought she's let him play his Ireland final, suspension the first round next year. Sure, what's the you know, did you get a three month suspension? I got three months, and was that just for county or was that for, was for club, club and everything? Club, everything. So you would have missed the whole club championship then? Yeah, the championship Marshall. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to, I can't remember what the championship was now. Was that was it still knockout in Brexit that time? I can't remember what was it, the uh, league format. But yeah, I could play no football. It was very great. No football in the hurdle. No football either? Nothing? Wow. Nothing. Yeah, three months. That was it. That was, I, thought it was, I, I thought it was very harsh now. Look, I pulled, but it was a red card and four weeks suspension. But three months, God, I thought it was very Three hard. months is a bit ridiculous, yeah. I mean, and for everything, it's basically... Yeah, everything as well. Like, it wasn't just uh, counting. Like, Jesus, it was terrible. Like, but, and look, it was tough because my club suffered then because... Yeah, absolutely. Then, like, it was tough on their part as well. Like, so it was. But if you do the crime, I suppose, that's the... Yeah. yeah I think the the timing suspensions are always a bit ridiculous, though. It yeah. should be a certain amount of games because technically you get sent off in the county final one year, you lose three, you don't have a game for another three, you get three months suspension, you don't have another game. Yeah. Well, I look at, I, it's not. Like, like, especially Brandon Morris says, if they had said, like for Northern final, I think you should get the opportunity to play it. I think, even if you gave a card and say, well, now people might say that's ridiculous thought, but I think you might never get to Northern final again. I suppose it depends on what you do. For Brian O'Mara and Liam Dalton, for either of them to have to miss an All-Ireland final for a bit of... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Brian or Neiman Brains was was a yellow card offence. I thought, uh, surely you would have said yellow card. Look at that, stop that messing. Uh, I think the linesman got involved at the end. He said they were striking with the hurl. Now it was what to strike. They were kind of with the hurl rather than striking with the hurl. Yeah. So like I thought it was tough. Look at put this way: if we won that game and Wexford won the final, myself and Neiman would have missed it. Mm. Now, say the the minute, like whatever, and then so then like, that would be a nightmare for especially for me and. And for Liam, like, I know Liam played 96, but not to play him on would be a tough like so. Uh, but look, there you go. We did it. If you do the... Do the crime. In 01, were you the only player that came from an intermediate club? Or some of those years with the Wexford panel? Well, some of them years that I was the only intermediate player on the on the team, yeah. But well, if it was that year, I don't know now. But there was a spell there that there was only myself, yeah. And this was in senior clubs, so... I just remember, I remember being mentioned by a commentator that you were the only... Yeah, there. there was a time there that that was the case. Now maybe it was only maybe it was starting fifteen. I was the only intermediate player. Yeah, for that particular match, I, I'm not quite sure. But the one I remember that being said at the time, all right. Like, did you find that in any way as a hindrance? 
that you were back at your club hurling intermediate when the rest of them were hurling senior? No, I didn't actually. No, I never really looked at it like that to be honest. Because <laughs> I, I was felt if, if someone, if the whoever was Wexford manager at the time picked me to be on the Wexford panel, I didn't look at being from a you know an intermediate club or junior club. It just they wanted you as a player, and that's it. Like it didn't. Yeah. That them were coming to me thinking about the standard of hurling I was playing. I mean, to me at that time in Wexford, it was very difficult to win actually, and it was very strong actually. Yeah. Uh, looking at maybe they could have been more lads, maybe looked at maybe at those grades that could have offered something at the time. But um, no, I never looked. Look, I never looked at uh, as a as a negative. The um, look if 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 I wasn't performing my club uh, to some degree, really well, I wouldn't be. Wexford managers wouldn't be picking me, he'd be just laid off and dropped or whatever it is like. So, yeah, never looked at that way. And to look at the, the like, in fairness to Marstown, we had a reasonably good team at Marstown, it's a good team uh, coming up the ranks at the time. Um, oh, five, you won it then, didn't you? You know, five, yeah. So, it was me. We had the last time we won it was in 83, would be the great Ferns team in 83, seemingly. So, we had won anything from 83 to uh, 90, no, not 2005. 2005, yeah, so that was great. Like, it was great. We competed well in senior then after winning that, like, you know, five. We stayed four years in senior. Like, for small rural parish that hours, small numbers of players, like, we competed four, I think, four years we stayed in it. Like, we probably competed above our, our standard, really, you know, to be honest with you. We, we hung on there for a couple of years. I think we were in two relegations in a row, or maybe three in a row, or something like that. Like, but the team was, um, no, really, being hurt that time was, was, was tough, like, it was tough, like, and it. Yeah. Um, um, and, diff- and it's diff- diff- definitely difficult to, to win like that's for sure Do you think other lads maybe find, found it hard to get in from intermediate clubs uh, or ju- intermediate junior clubs say Did they? I don't know I don't know now to be honest with you I would have th- I would have I would have thought that management would look at at the time I was only did look at guys I don't know now I actually don't know um, maybe the fact I was there so long that I know people always say it's maybe sometimes hard to get off the extra team at the time and get onto it, maybe. Mm. Uh, it was always that side and saying, you know, I don't know now, was it? All lads looked at it. imagine if you're performing well, regardless of. There would have been trial matches done. I'm trying to think now, there would have been trial matches done and practice matches, and lads were being brought in and um, for trial matches from all over the place. So I'd imagine they got a fair crack, the same as I did. I imagine they did. I was just thinking from my own club, say, we won. We won a minor, minor premier in 05. Yeah. I think we won, or no, 04. Then we won under 21 in 05 and 07. And we were an intermediate club at the time. And I think we had like, we had no one on the senior panel, Wexford senior panel. We had like two lads maybe on the under 21, under 21 Wexford team. Yeah. And I think now, like I think last year, Ferns had five lads on the under 21 team. And I'm thinking, well, we won under 21 and we had two fellas. Yeah. Just, I, the way I look at it is, I don't know, it's almost like they're an established senior club now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Ben. I actually don't know. Maybe it's where lads looked at it. I imagine it would be like, especially when you're, when you're saying you're winning under 21s like that, young fellas that coming through. I don't know. But I never felt that, even Marston, on that, like, I never felt that was a hindrance or a negative for me. Like, I thought, I just, I, I presume, just looked at, Look, if you, I'd, I'd imagine if you just if you want a performer, want hurling, you want on a Wexford panel. That's the way I looked at it. And yeah, there's a fella, there's a fella who's after young fella who's after moving from Marshtown mm-hmm. to Ferns. 
Mm. Now, I don't know the ins and the outs of it, mm. but I believe one of the reasons, probably other reasons as well, one reason is he reckons he's more chance of getting on the Wexford senior panel to probably playing with a mm. senior club. Yeah. Is, is that that, is that thinking now? Uh, I know the guy you're talking about, right? Uh, I know some Welsh, obviously, I do know him. Look, I hope it works out for the. Hope it works out for him because, look, you'd want to encourage any chap. Look, ideally, would we like him to go move? No, he wouldn't. Because he he's a fantastic hurler. He's a good hurler now. And being from Marshall, you need all your good hurlers, you know. And we're trying to rebuild the club here, like, because we'll come back down to Junior in Marshall and we're trying to rebuild the club. So you need everyone helping out here and driving the team forward. But look, that's, he made his decision to move, and that's fair enough. Like, he's going to get him onto a county team. Well, that's going to be up to Davy Fitz if he's in the job in the next few years. W. Davy Fitz, I don't think it works. Look, if you look at now the team, the West you know, sure, Matthew Hansen, St. James, Sterling, Dean Timmy, they were junior for a good many years. I don't know what they I don't know, but they were junior. Um, let me see now, I'm trying to think, there's probably more that the, the, the sure, St. Hans were intermediate last year, were a few years ago. Um, I think offhand now. You've Andrew Shore at Davidstown and David, and David Dunn at Davidstown. David Dunn, he's in junior hurling with Davistown. Andrew Shore back with Davistown. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot more now. There is a lot more now. Yeah, there is. There is a lot more now. Look, I don't know if... if, if um, so look, at even in the 70s, in, this, in the 80s, so Johnny Murphy from Bellamore, they were intermediate, weren't they? And he was on the panel. And there probably wasn't... I don't know, it could be wrong. Though. Look, most over the years, the majority of players have senior clothes. But I think nowadays, the standard of intermediate is really good. It's hard to win. Uh, the player, look at you, look at Matthew Hannon's great hurler, like fantastic hurler, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if you're good enough, regardless, like, you could say if I was still playing with Marshall now and I was playing junior hurling playing for Marshall, if you're taking your county standards, you know, if you're performing well, you're going, someone's going to see that. Yeah. And say, can we, should we look at this guy? Uh, I, I, I'd imagine that it probably is harder if you didn't play underage county. Yeah, that's because yeah. like if you if you're in the county setup underage, then you're known already. People will be talking about you and stuff. But maybe if you were a late bloomer, say, and you only started really excelling at 22 or something, it, it might be a little bit harder to get noticed if you are at a junior club or something. Yeah, that's true enough. That is true enough. Yeah, if he came up to the different grades and development squads, and and this Marshall player did, and he was on underage teams, and he was on the under twenty one panel for the team for the last few years, and hadn't performed reasonably reasonably well. Like, did they win the Leinster final that team recently? Now, I don't think so. Basically, on now, but they were very close to it. But uh, no, he'd been performing well. Look, at, ideally, is it? prefer if it didn't happen that you know we wanted them and that like, but. Look, that was a personal decision of his to make and yeah. you know, there's no mind me saying, you know, he shouldn't do it or whatever it is. Like, you know, we would love to him to stay with us, but it just wasn't the case. So you just have to move on. That's that's the way it is. Because he's not the first player to move to a senior club um over the last few years. You know, that's just the way it is. But look at I wish him the best of luck, Hans I gotta do. Wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Where where do you think the decline in Marshallstown has stemmed from? Because like they were senior 2005 promoted to senior in 2005 and they stood up for four years and mm. even when they came back down like with Askamore we were hurling against us and it was always yeah. a stern test but it seems yeah. to have dropped off a lot in the last couple of years 
had no unfortunately you know, 2010 so I managed I was player manager from 12 to 14 and we got to the county final in 2012 Not, uh, that wasn't in the um, intermediate day now so yeah. what happened was we got relegated of the senior in, I think it was 2010 maybe and then they really were changing the formats for the grade senior yeah. and that there was three going down for two years. Intermediate, yeah. So we were in intermediate, and then you know we just split the intermediate because the intermediate thirty. Yeah, they relegated six teams in two years, which would have put twenty four because they split it into two twelves. So there would have been twenty four teams in intermediate. Yeah, yeah. So we had, that year we were we were say thirteenth rated, and we got put down into the intermediate. A. Yeah, I'm not saying say, that's the way or wrong, but that's the way we finished. You weren't in the top 12, so but we had been always a competitive intermediate club, like. but actually, we were always getting older. And I had a brother playing, he was he got bad injury, getting older. And the Kinsles, you know, the Kinsles from Marston, we were all we were an aging team, yeah. We'd all played senior, we'd all played from like I'd heard from, like from '92 of Marstown, and like I'm still playing junior with now, and I'm 44, so. That's not probably not a good thing in terms of. <laughs> so we're trying to get new fellas into it, but we just don't have a big peak. Like we just don't have a big peak now. This year there's a bit of a lads. There seem to be a lot more young fellas coming through. We went through a couple of years, but no, very little young fellas coming yeah. through. So and you need new fellas, you know, enthusiastic young lads the whole time bringing in. But look at our own standards dropped. We got holders. Intermediate A was very difficult. Yeah, so then intermediate A when we went intermediate A, that's what I was saying. In 2012, then we got to the county final of that, the first year. And Gory be us that year. And then there's look how Gory have progressed up to. Yeah. And um, and it was tough that because Davy Morris from Marston was managing Gory and I was managing Marston at the time in the county final. And they beat us by two points. I think Conor Mack was kind of starting out that time on his county adventure at the time. So Gory went on to the senior, very competitive senior. We've just struggled into being today and then we got relegated two years ago down to junior. Is there a story in that game now, apparently, with Conor Mack and one of the Kinsellas? No? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> there's always a story. Uh, there's always some kind of story with the Kinsellas involved, I think. Some <laughs> uh, but, but I don't know now. You'll have to, you know, I can't remember now. I don't know. If I don't know, actually. I, you know, there's so many different things. I don't know if I know this one then. I don't know exactly now. But I'd say you can put two and two together as well. What I had heard. <laughs> Yeah, more like I'd say. I don't know the details now, but I'm just it's guessing. More case of a kind of a. Do you want to be pen pals? Is there or something? Like I think so. Yeah. It was something harmless to that pen pal or love letter or some sort. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> well along those lines, yeah. You know, the kisses. I'd say it was far from uh, being a pen pal. I know that's for sure. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually another question I had for you. Like being being a forward, and at least two of the kisses are predominantly defenders. Did yeah. you have to go club training and mark them every time? Oh yes, it was fantastic. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. The um, the uh, I tell you what, what great club men though. What great club men. Yeah. Uh, what you call it? Because one of them, John, is manager, current manager as it is now. He's manager last year and this year. But um, look, they were tough men. Okay, they up the overstepped the mark one or two times, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe other teams might say uh, quite often, but um, look, they're absolutely lovely guys, actually. Yeah, yeah. Off the field, fantastic guys, you know, fantastic family. Great for the club, because their father was such involved in GA at the time. Oh, Mike Kinsley, Mike Kinsley, he was county, I think he was selector for 
in the 80s for a while and things like that. Uh, great GA fella. But the boys, the boys were tough. They played it tough and hard. And, they certainly were tough. And, and that, like, they were tough. Yeah, this is like so. But um, in terms of marketing, yes, it was tough. Like, but it didn't do me any harm, to be honest with you, because, you know, if you were, if you want to mark some Kenny fellas, you, you, there's no better prep than marking. <laughs> uh, my own brother was tough enough now. He was solid enough full back when he was playing, I tell you. And, uh, you wouldn't get numbered. Too many fellas would get her on him, I tell you. So, um, yeah. you know, they had a, they had a, we had a form and set a backstair up on stage and they needed and that, I can tell you, they were, they were saucy, you know, I tell you. So did, the did they tone it down in training, at least? No, they didn't, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought they would. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say that they'd like you to be nipping around, knocking pints over for sport against them. No, no, no just they, they had pride in what they did too, let me tell you. And when, if they saw me, you know, Trips around putting pints over and training and things like that day. Kind of said, well, I, I don't like the style of this now either. So let you know too. Like so, but that was fair game. I never minded that. I to be honest, I never mind that side of the game. You know, you learned to protect yourself and give it both ways if you have to, like kind of thing. So yeah, but, um, no, they played it. They trained us to play it, and then they played as they trained. That was it. Like so, was, so. Did you ever think just going to a match? Do you think maybe like? We can get out of this one without having a row, like just, just for once. No, <laughs> uh, no, that, it was always the case of are we going to get alive with this though? Because usually, around this started, it usually wasn't a small, usually, it's not just it wasn't handbags, that's for sure. It was usually, fairly severe. So, it was so. Um, I remember it was one that happened in Black, I think we were playing Blackwater, which were a tough team too, in a football match almost. I remember the time playing, it was just all in. It was terrible. It's absolutely terrible on both sides now. Yeah. I think both teams were fairly reprimanded. Like, but uh, look at the, look at that day, look at the time that was probably I won't say acceptable, but the hurling was a lot say looser. Yeah, it was a bit more looser, yeah. Nowadays, you know, sometimes you can't tackle nearly. It's gone to a stage. Um with some of the time. Now but then the hurling is better in general. In terms of skill levels nowadays, but yeah, would would any of us survive these days in these in the hurling these days? I don't know, but yeah, ah, look at it. Was a, it was I involved myself a few little rows with the club and things. Things it wasn't just the, the two boys, the kids, the boys, or anything that like. But the um, ah, look at they were tough and hard, but real good guys, you know. Yeah, you retired in two thousand and eight, or was it after the two thousand and seven season from the county panel? Um, Absolutely, no, no, no. It was John Myler's first year. I played for John Myler for a year. So whatever year that was, his first year I played. Yeah. 2007, uh, I think. That was 2007. It was after 2007, yeah, because I got married the year before, 2006, that's all I was. So uh, 2007, then John Myler came in. Now, I had been after 2006, or after that challenge 2006, I don't know who was the manager. Was it Seamus Murphy? Seamus Murphy was 2005, had he two years? Was he Five and six, yeah. Seamus yeah. Murphy was it, yeah. And, um, and John, I was going to retire at 2006, I kind of felt 90, I was done for 12 seasons, and I was, what year, what age was it then? I was 31, going on 32. I kind of said, it was a long, long time I had, you know, and I kind of wanted to give more years to my club and full whack to them and two, like, you know, so, especially coming into the senior, I wanted to be more time with the club. Like. But then John got involved and we had a chat and we, he said, look, go on, get married and go on your honeymoon, come back and we'll, we'll have a look at you in the spring. And, but I want you involved, he said, stay on for another year. So I think I stayed on for that year then. And did we get to semi-final that year, actually? 
You might get right cut to semi-final that year. Got there on one of John Myler's years anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that year or not now, but um, um, that was it then. And Asher, I knew myself, my the body was starting to give and give in. And actually, we have to get married and, you know, um, I was only to start a new repping job a couple, say, a couple of years before that. And I was trying to get established in that. And um, and, and look, at like people say, you were there for 12, 13 seasons. You really have to say you're welcome to some degree, like, you know. Yeah. Well, was this a tough decision? Um, you considered it, you, you, you considered it in 2006, you said, and then... You didn't I said in 2006, so then, and then when I came back, I said, geez, I'll go flat out again for it. And I meant flat out, like, I was always good once I made it, said I was going to do it. I, 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 I trained hard and, you know, did a proper sacrifice and everything and did everything right. But, um, but I kind of knew it was waiting, I was waiting and it, ah, look at the enthusiasm for it. I know it's hard to believe, but when you had the Wex jersey, but after 13 long years and, and that, it does take a toll on you in terms of your body and, and everything and you've other things in private life as well that need to be looked at so um my kind of 14 years and i wanted to do a bit for my club like i wanted to i didn't want to go back there and say not be able to hurt for them for a good many years like so like they've been so good to me like so i wanted to give them a good couple of, when I, I was only meant to be a couple of years i'm still at it. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years later and you're still going <laughs> still going at it so so the um i'm not going to that very well i'm fairly you've probably paid your dues <laughs> so I, as a lad I, I played the slagging with the slagging with the lads because I've retired about five times with the club at this stage and every time we retire we have a, a little bit of a hoodie uh, a little bit of a shindig for retirement then next thing I'm back again so the, I think the lads think I'm doing it on purpose to get a night out you know <laughs> so it is but um, but yeah look at it John Myler's year then I, I kind of after the first year that was it I kind of said yeah that that was Two defeats to Kilkenny that year. There was the Leinster final defeat to Kilkenny and the All Ireland semi final defeat to Kilkenny. And then they went and hammered Limerick in the in the final. Yeah, Limerick. Yeah, actually, Kilkenny had to take should up. Look, it was just an awesome juggernaut they were at the time. So it was just, um, look, you were trying to compete, but we just knew we were off at, at that stage. Like it was tough on John, like in. John was trying to, to, he was trying to rebuild the team as well. There was a lot of guys like myself, Foreign McCarthy. Declan Root might have stayed on for another year. Damien stayed on for another few years. I think Sister Seven Rory finished up around that time and Adrian had gone. I think most of the whole night, I think we were the last few that that 96 um, panel left. I think with myself and Rory and, and Declan thing and, and Pitsy. Well, I don't know if it was anyone else now, as far as I can remember at that stage. So it was a whole new team and that's probably not a bad thing. We probably, look, we had done our stints and yeah. move on and let new blood in at you know you mentioned about um, being a player manager with your own club Marshallstown have you gone into any kind of management or coaching with any other clubs no I haven't I thought I would be retired um, no I didn't I, did. I played player manager 2012 to 2015 at the club and then I thought that was going to be it then to be honest with you I thought it was, I'd done me 15 I had done retirements and another retirement and <laughs> and then uh, then I'm at uh, 16 I don't know the team 16 I can't remember now and then David Morris took over the team for a couple of years so I kind of rode in behind that for a couple of years and um, did what you call it and I had, was, I had a few phone calls from other clubs to see where to go and do a bit of coaching there but I always kind of felt 
if I was going to still be hurling and if I was and I always wanted to keep hurling to be honest with you, I could club as long as I could like. So I said once I had that a young family here as well. So once I was playing I couldn't really go coach another um yeah another team and then even coaching a team in your own division is can be say if I did retire and say if I went uh, say if, uh, who would be in junior now if I coach who's in junior race, whatever it is. is another team in the same group. It'd be difficult enough now. I would find it difficult to come up against my own team, you know. Yeah. If I wasn't out long enough, like so. Um, but no, I, I've done, look, I've my own club, I've done coaching the men's team and then, I've, and then I've come back in. I did then, I coached the lads last year or the last, the previous two years then I went back to coach and not as a manager, but just as a coach, as a trainer with them, as a player and I trained them and then for the last two years and and then um, I done Camogie, you know, because I had three girls, so I do on ten camogie there for the last three years as well, and I've done on the fourteen boys for a couple of years as well. So I've done a few stints with the club, trying to keep the thing going with you know with the club and that. So so it is. So it is. but there's a, there's a great bunch of underage with the club at the moment in terms of girls and boys. I see there's a lot of work being done. So hopefully you can see Marsh come back up the grades a bit. You know, I'm not saying that now. I might not. I might refuse a good offer. A good offer came up on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mean you're actually you're still hurling with the first team? I thought you meant you're hurling junior B or something. Oh just no, we're just junior, junior with the first team. No, I had, I didn't I didn't play last year because I was having a bit of a hip problem, so I didn't play. And then sure, I wasn't planning. On, I had really caught a day, and I, I I coached the boys last year, so I didn't I didn't play, so I just did coach with them. So um, so I enjoyed it. Now we got to the county quarter final last year. We got pit by Glen Barrington, and uh, we got to semi final in the junior football. So we had a reasonably we're slightly coming up the ladder a bit, and um, then this year, now with the COVID thing, um, I'd been doing some training at home and she'd been working different things. And I said, Geez, maybe I'll go back in for a few weeks on. So I made a ridiculous decision to go back at it again. <laughs> so I did. But it's difficult. I, I have found it difficult now, to be honest with you. A few minutes, I, I only came on for the last 15 minutes of the game, but I, I, I really found it tough now, to be fair. The body is definitely broken. As I said. <laughs> the mind can do it, but the the, the body def- definitely is under pressure. Yeah, well, I'm 32 and I'm finding that you're you're 44. You probably. What is what you're doing? Look at. It's great positive, like glorious. Let's be in dressing rooms and banter and sagging and being involved with the GA team is fantastic. Like it's. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you'd miss it like when you don't have it. That's the thing. Like you know, even if you can't, like you can't hurl, but sure, the banter and the crack like it's massive like who was the best player you ever played with the, 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 Jesus was that one though see I was lucky enough coming on to the Mexican 96 you obviously all those guys that were on that panel were fantastic players, like you know um, I was a really good I always thought Liam Thomas was actually a good hurler you know he was so stylish uh, classy hurler I had everything like you know, so I always, I always enjoyed playing with Liam. But oh gosh, you look at Martin Story, brilliant, Adrian Fenland, brilliant. Sure, there was lots of lads around that time. Rory, sure, got him and Damien, sure, Damien sending the balls from massive, like in terms of that side of it. Um, they were, they were exceptional guys, you know. Still are like we always try and meet up every as often as we can, and yeah, and that like, but they were fantastic and all through that like, and should it, it was. Massive amount of guys, and sure, my own club then was loads of guys. Like in, in the early 90s, we had Mexico Junior 
or learning nearly in what year was that 91 or two, 92 it was five or six marathon lads on that 92 junior team like you know there was um uh, Quigley's they were very good for Marshtown and Burns and David Morris was on it sort of they're really good you know so exceptionally good guys you know but um but I look at like it's hard to mention one but look it was it was lots of good looking up there it's so pretty to play with yeah all those 96 fellas were brilliant you know but if you were to pick one <laughs> <laughs> I should go with Liam that's why I said first Liam down at times go with Liam who was the um who was the tough, toughest player that you've ever had to mark? There's a couple of saucy fellas from Kavush now and ask more if they were tough enough. <laughs> and a couple of intermediate hurdles for friends we were playing against friends in the early 90s. There was a couple of saucy <laughs> friends fellas as well. <laughs> they weren't sure you using it. Uh, let me see now. Uh, I marked Jay Jelani a few times in the county. Should look at Jay obviously. One of the greatest backs of all time. Like He just had everything. Like, and he was... He's so dominant in the air on the ground. He was reading the game. It was brilliant. It was obviously he's all the athletes to, to prove that. Like he's very difficult to get to, to better off. And there's so many of them. So Tommy Welch, God Almighty. <laughs> there's so many of them. To, you had a few nice ones that you had to mark down through the years. <laughs> I tell you, you think you never have six really good backs, but you can had you know in terms of opposition, you know you can had some very good backs and that you had to come up against. You know, and invariably if you were getting the better one, you had to run into five others that were <laughs> as well. So that, one, that was the that was the tough part about it. So um yeah, look, I suppose Jay Jelani in terms of opposition. I had to mark the Rock O'Sullivan hard in the earnings of me in two thousand three. That wasn't that was pleasant and unpleasant at the same time. But it was but uh, yeah there was a good last year there was a lot of Cork of good defenders Kikini had um who else around that time sure Brian Lowen had to mark him a few times. God she is that's quite tough, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have it easy, Mitch. It's not like what once you start naming out all those, your achievements even look yeah. so what do you call it? It's only the one that goes really were well, they? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, big question now. What kind of hurl did you use? Well see, there's a namesake of mine here, Marston. Yeah. No relation now, Jordan Hurls. No, there's no relation now. So I would have used him, all me phone up, I would use his hurl like. And then a strange thing about it was that when the county set up, there was um I did use a few bit of Philip Dials um hardly at the time, I don't know, I presume Philip's still doing them anyway. So I did choose, so I used a bit of Jordan Hurls and Philip Dials um for a couple of years there, and then I've gone back to the Jordan Hurls now and and that like, but um I know there's a lot of good hurling records out there, so um, we had a kind of uh, a strange uh, there was a guy that trained Marston in the early, in the middle 90s so he was Paul Kilkenny actually and the um, he got me into a different style of a hurl my style was it wasn't a traditional Wexford boss on it at the time um, it had more rounded boss on it so I got the players to make me kind of a special hurl for me at the time that kind of I liked and it was kind of very light used to like a very light hurl now so it was but a bit of weight in the boss kind of a thing yeah but, well, look at the Jordan hurdles and the dial hurdles with the two hurdles that I used. Did yeah. um the Jordan the Jordan Hurley making for Marshallstown? Did you ever use your name and pretend that oh yeah, <laughs> these are these are Mitch Jordan hurdles? What you call it? Uh, I don't know. Now I may ask John the next time I'm up with no. John well John still makes them and the son Paddy Patrick makes them still now as well up in the down the road there. But the um 
to what you call the CET. Probably he's only after getting a website in the last, I think, couple of weeks. Like, so they didn't promote massively uh, social, what's called it, through the internet and that. Yeah. But, um, but you look at Gary, you know, you were not allowed to do any kind of promotional stuff as a GA player, being an amateur player. You could not do any of that stuff. That's right, yeah. Definitely against the rules. <laughs> Paddy Power in your hurl or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that, yeah. And if you were to pick one player to go to war with, who would it be? <laughs> I, would have thought, I would have thought it was two very obvious answers. <laughs> From your own club? <laughs> yeah. I could say that, but that would be, I could say that actually. I wouldn't mind going to tell him, your own brother, I'd go to war with him, all right? He was yeah, yeah. Um, it's obviously the Kinston lads. There was lots of lads in Marshall you go to war, I tell you now. There was lots of lads. Looking the county wise, look at there's loads of them, there's loads of them. But look at I always had I always like Liam Dunn's cut of his jib. Yeah. I always like him. He was able to be stylish but tough and he could give it and take it at the same time and I was a murder for it. Like, okay, we had a few indiscretions, but I thought sometimes it'd be hard done by. But um I don't know, Liam was I think you you do okay with Liam on the field, would you? Yeah. Thanks very much, Mitch. Nobody for giving us so much of your time. Thanks a million, Mitch. That's not bad at all, Gary. You're more than welcome. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Mitch. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it as he was down in Kerry at the time of recording and he was having discussions with Danny Healy Ray in regards to climate change. So, hope all that went well. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast, like, share, retweet, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain. Hello, Wexford!